Good afternoon. You're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and Local Media This Week, the programme where we have a look at the print media here in County Clare and see what they're saying and we'll let you know and I suppose encourage you to have a look yourself because we're big fans here in Scariff Bay Community Radio of the local print media, particularly the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo and the Clare Herald, which is an online publication as well. Uh, delighted to be joined by, I was going to say our usual panel, but we have a, an enhanced panel today. Um, we're John S. Kelly. John, you're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, Pat O'Brien. Pat, good yeah. to see you. Thanks, Jim. David Fleming. David, delighted to see you again. Thank you, Jim. And uh, we have uh, a new, um, he's not new, but uh, <laughs> he's in addition today, and that's Tom Handley. Good to see you back, Tom. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be getting my position back on the bench again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our sponsor is Ruth Griffin Photography. Ruth and Fecal uh, sponsors local media this week, and we're very grateful to her for that. Now, looking at the papers, I suppose we start on the front page like we always do, and nothing like a good row. Uh, opposition to Francis Street plan heats up, and that's to do with the... Francis Street, um, the proposal, I suppose, for a car park and to demolish a number of cottages in Francis Street there um, in Ennis. Uh, Pat, what do you think of, of uh, would you be in favour of demolishing the houses? Well, I don't know, they say that there's, um, what you call in the houses, uh, asbestos, a lot of asbestos, and it, and it shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't be, uh, I suppose, maybe possible to, 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 to repair the houses, that they'd be better off to... Pat, has that been uh, announced? It has, yeah, it is on the, yeah, it is, is, on the, is that on, on the media? It has, been, it has been on the, it has, yeah. 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 But mind you, if that's true, it should get more heightened media exposure. The presence of, of it means elimination. But it's probably the, the these houses are old, built oh, in the probably the forties or fifties, I suppose. And at the time, the, those sorts of material. You see, I, as I understand it, Tom, there's no. I don't know why I'm looking at Tom. Who's <laughs> <a guy>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give him a chance anyway. Tom's an expert. That's why we brought him in. <laughs> as no, I understand it, Tom, yeah. asbestos is fine as long as it's not disturbed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, if you've got cutting it up or breaking it yeah. up, you know, yeah. the, the dust, fibers, yeah. the dust. Yeah. If you inhale that dust, apparently it's. Yeah. Yeah. He's justified his position. He's all right. We'll keep him now for the rest of the show. So it's all right as long as you do. We have yeah, yeah. specialist, specialist companies to take it out. There it's is. It's expensive. But Pat, to take it away. Like the houses are going to be demolished anyway, so those specialist crews are going to come in to be able to move it. Mm. Yeah. Why? That, why? Why not hold on to the houses in the current climate? Because I suppose, yeah. Um, well, that's why I think the asbestos is a bit of a red herring in this bit of a debate, because yeah, they're going to have to do something with it anyway, Pat, it, isn't it? They probably, yeah, to see, are the houses going to be renovated, and then behind the place there's more space for houses, so yeah. are you going to leave those houses there and then build new houses behind them? Well, they're building a car park here. Well, they're only just, uh, it's a temporary car park. Yeah. yeah. Well, temporary. <laughs> no, temporary. <laughs> temporary could be 10 years, Pat. Yeah. I know it could, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, uh, this, this is because they're building a an office block on Abbey Street yeah. on the car park in Abbey Street yeah. so they were being very clever at the time and said oh we better find now before the complaints about no car park spaces mm. in Ennis we'll, we'll buy Francis Street and the cottages there and put a car park there David as a matter of interest the 18th century is your um, mm. century of, of uh, academic yeah. uh, interest happily there were no cars in the 18th century no it's true but the, the actual 
architecture mm. that we're talking about here, Abbey Street and Fanta Street, yeah. uh, would they be 18th or 19th century townscape? I, w- I don't know, t- John, but I'd suspect it's later. You know, on the out, it was, that would have been the outskirts of the town in the past and you would have more humbler buildings yeah. here. So architecturally, they've got limited quality and they're not protected. And they're not protected. They're not protected. They wouldn't be protected. They're very limited in terms of architectural quality. But but as Pat was suggesting there, I can't understand why you couldn't put something on the side of these houses and at the back the car park. Now, maybe Um, nobody wants to live beside a car park. Am I right in saying that a lot of those houses there in Francis Street are commercial buildings at this stage, are they? Commercial units or a number of them? Some of them have come. There was a photographer definitely in one of them. Yes, I know. Yes, when he was there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, we leave, we leave Francis Street. I couldn't understand how come, just before we go, Jim, yes. from it, I can't understand how that big building that's going to put up in Abbey Street can't be put up in the post office field in the corner of it. Well, Pat, the post office field, I mean, there have been arguments before about the post office field. I know that. Uh, um, yeah, but the biodiversity and the yeah. whole interfering with well, you wouldn't, you nature. You wouldn't be covering it all. Like. You would only be covering yeah. a carnival. Of it. Pat would build there and we'd have a fine tomorrow morning from the EU of millions because of Pat's desire to build on sensitive ground. <laughs> and what about the ducks and the birds? That, yeah, uh, but Pat wants room. to build yeah. an everything. Did you notice that uh, our, our listeners can't see Pat now, but he's <laughs> tongue-in-cheeky <laughs> with a smile on his face. I'm t- Pat, I'm taking you at your word. <laughs> yeah. Whatever about the... Okay. Like because uh, we, we, we need, we, we, like when a match is on Abbey Street, when there's something on in Innes, uh, like uh, if you go into Innes any day and you try to go in and park in Abbey Street, it's full up. Yeah. Well, acor- according yeah. to co- the mayor of Ennis, and uh, there's a big interview there, Jim, yeah, yeah. Um, page 10 of The Echo, big interview with the mayor of Ennis, who is Councillor Claire Colleran Malloy. She says she has no trouble at any time of the year, except yeah. Christmas time in finding car parking yeah, spaces. She did. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah. So, now, the one thing that uh, as as one of our colleagues on the bench often brings up, I think it's Pat, um, the white elephant is referred to in the same interview about uh, the 500,000 euros spent on the market building, yeah. um, which it was intended as a covered market, but has turned into a car park. Which is just a tap out, no. Um, so there's that criticism hanging around the council and whether people in the council have as good a judgment as... Councillor Malloy thinks and all the business people in Abbey Street were at the, at the meeting and they're all against this, 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 well, this development in, in, we in were in we had occasion to go to Limerick to in Abbey Street. get a few things during the week and we started in the uh, Crescent shopping centre and then we came back to the one of the areas there in the Children's Road mm. and the reason we went was because ease of parking yeah, can, yeah. and mm. without, like I would say we haven't been to Limerick city centre shopping for a long, long, long time. Because there's very few shops in the city centre, well, yes, unfortunately. But, but because, because of the because of be, all the suburban development of shopping centres. Correct. And what makes the suburban development attractive is loads of space and you can drive in your yeah. 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 But I find Ennis in a very attractive place and like Councillor Malloy, I've never had a trouble. Now in a few car parks, they might be full, and I go on to the next car park. But I eventually do get a space. Uh, but I find Ennis very attractive as a town. As a matter of interest, a uh, thought crosses my mind, David. Your book on 
Perry mm. is due we'll out. We'll shortly be in good bookshops. Absolutely. And yeah. we'll be talking in more depth of, about yes. it. But I, when, when you actually were researching that, uh, and we're looking at an architecture mm. okay, of special interest, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. Was there any reaction, negative reaction, uh, at, the time, in, at the time? There was. From the old city. Yeah. The old city. Yeah. So John is referring to what we now today call Limerick City Centre, what was at the time a new town development yeah. built in the suburbs, built on Greenfield site, Newtown yeah. Perry. But there was opposition. And um, what form? Like, what form did it take then? Well, there was nothing violent or anything like that, but uh, it was simply the opposition was voiced, but it didn't stop anything. It was private property yeah. that this man was developing. He was the quintessential developer. But um, it was a bit like this, just a, a newspaper public debate. Yeah. 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 Okay, listen, we must go on. We're staying with the front page of the Clare Echo, uh, Shannon soars with 20% bump in passengers. And that's absolutely brilliant to see. And uh, I think there's a photograph somewhere which shows the car park in Shannon. Uh, Tom, uh, what have you any views on uh, how Shannon is going? Shannon is going very well. I know um, we had a family gathering over the Easter and, well, four of them came in from London through Dublin Airport, but then they wanted to spend a night in Dublin. But they all went back through Shannon on Monday, you know, and the and uh, dropping them off there, the ease of dropping them off is unbelievable. You drop them within nearly 100 metres of check-in, you know. Yeah, yeah. and did you get through? Did they get through very quickly? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no delay. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And plus the fact that this new... Um, bag screening service yeah. that they have in Shannon is, just makes it so much easier. Which, which for listeners, is um, <clears throat> no longer do you have to take out your liquids and your yeah. laptops out of your bags, which is a real pain. Yeah. Um, you can walk through, you walk onto this machine and they do their magic and away you go. You don't have to take out any of your stuff. And I think Shannon was amongst the first airports to pioneer this in Europe anyway. They're only now introducing it into Heathrow, yeah. for yeah. example. Yeah. But the, the picture of the car park full is page 16, um, 73,000 Easter flyers, including Tom's relatives. It's a 20% increase in the 2019, so that's the pre-COVID figures, which is a very positive development. Um, so it does suggest that the strategy of getting airlines to put on more and more flights from Shannon is working. And it seems to be going well. Now, on the yeah. other... Uh, There's a promotion on the... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Shannon within. Airport reaching for the stars. Yeah, 2FM. Yeah. Our two colleagues in 2FM two are... 2FM, yeah. Uh, Shannon Airport reaching for the stars and his partners, which are T2FM, are a first of its kind campaign for the for the airport pictures. At 2FM breakfast presenters, Donna Corcadan, Doreen Gary and Carol Mullen. Carol Mullen. And they're going, they're going to be in Shannon. They're going to be broadcasting from, from the airport. And... They have, um, uh, there's a competition on as well where you can enter the competition and you'll get uh, flights to Chicago. But Pat, have they stolen a bit of a, a bit of a, what do they say? What's that phrase? Stolen a march on, on Scariff Bay Community Radio. Why haven't we? Now, I understand that <laughs> you wrote a long, long time ago to Shannon looking for an interview and they never responded. Is that why we're not well, out well, well, down there? Well, we've from there. We are actually going to be broadcasting in the near future from Shannon Airport. Oh. Uh, and and it's the date hasn't been... We haven't agreed a date yes. yet. Um, it's been agreed in principle, though, hasn't it? It has been agreed in yeah. principle. And Mary Considine 
uh, has been on Scarif Bay Community Radio this weekend. Oh, excellent. Um, on, she was on Saturday Chronicle yesterday. Ah, brilliant. Um, the, the CEO of, of, of Shannon Airport. Airport. Yeah. But John, uh, on the other side, and that's very positive news for Shannon, but um, in the Clare Echo there, I think page 14, there's a picture of a very good friend of yours. <laughs> and and uh, he has some things to say, which... He doesn't pull back on them, does he? Does he does not. No, no yeah. it's, it's, it's in the recent past it we're is, talking yeah. about. Yeah, but I suppose um, uh, when you have right on your side, just add passion to it. And you have a, a, a mixture of interest to the listeners. Liam was... A, Liam Skelly. Liam Skelly, living in Scarf. Liam... Uh, was talking to... Who was he talking to on this one? Talking to Parry McMahon. It's a scoop of an interview because Parry came out to, to Liam's house and did the interview there. And Liam is well over 90, he won't mind me saying that, okay? And delighted to give vent to his frustration over a stealing job. A plundering job, mm. which Dublin Air, Airport did, which, which the DAA did on Shannon, and it, we all know it. And the listeners out there can be reminded that the that Liam Skelly was responsible for the setting up of ARI, Arian to International, which uh, was making millions. It was making tens of millions. millions. Yeah. It was jam money. Yeah. Plus lots of jobs for, for uh, I was going to say for the Irish, plenty of jobs for the Scarif area. Went, went yeah, no, our, present, our present Taoiseach was the, the minister for, he was for a, transport at the and time. The, and Liam mm-hmm. doesn't put a tooth in describing mm-hmm. the, the minister in question. Mm. But actually he qualifies it by saying, John, that actually he doesn't blame the ministers at all, successive ministers, but actually the civil servants who were there permanently. For, well, he, has, for he, has, he has words to say. Yeah, but the minister was the minister. The minister was yeah. the boss. Yeah. Ah, yeah, but the minister was the boss. As Liam himself says, it suited Mr. Radcliffe for the top to Dublin simply, and he ignored it. Okay. Yeah, if he wanted to, he could have put his boot, could have the boot in and said, Look, yeah. you're leaving this. I longer. actually think it was a failure of people in Clare not to have Which done was the part of it as well. work. The people in Dublin have advantages yes but they if whoever in the DAA wanted this and they got it yeah the Shannon Airport people I think were asleep at the feet at the wheel well I'd say that's that's a fair comment it is a fair comment did they have the power though to do anything about it yeah oh well wait a minute now you have the power to speak and you have the power to lobby and you have the power to convince and make deals Mm. that's right and that's they didn't Mm. they didn't do that they didn't and uh, do you know something we spoke here Probably every second Saturday that we were on, we spoke spoken about, uh, about Shannon. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't see any great uh, renaissance of sound coming from our politicians mm. on that. There's nobody willing at, in the last two years willing to hang themselves on that issue. No, I remember we had Timmy here, John. You and I, yeah. we were talking. Senator about Dooley, you mean? Senator Dooley. Yeah. And he was against the idea of Shannon going it alone. Yeah. At the time, if memory yes. serves me correctly, yes. that he would have wanted Shannon to stay under the DAA. Yeah. And consequently, have, have ARI would, would... Would remain. Would remain. Well, but he didn't... No, he didn't say that, but... The, the, but the, 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 the 2004 
Airport Act yeah. was clear in in the conversation surrounding that that uh, Shannon was holding on to ARI. Mm. Okay, what transpired was that's what Liam is getting at mm. was plunder. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and there was nobody there to take our side. But it was presided over by Leo Varadkar and enabled by the the department officials yes. who yeah. who should have. Yeah, but they were all they were all they were all in Dublin's corner anyway, Jim, because they were they they, they wanted they, they, wanted to, they wanted to overfly Shannon as well, and they they got that as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That argument has been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, so you, it's a, it's a. a and they came a up with a kind of a sub story that they were that they were owed uh, between eighty and and, and one hundred and twenty million. That uh, that's what cost uh, Shannon to put the amateur. Uh, we could we could yeah. have that whatever the airport, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it was uh, an example of 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 Something. ineptitude on the part of the politicians, yeah. and society as well. Mm. I mean, you can't sit back. In a, in a democracy, you can't sit back as a citizen and expect your neighbour to be the democrat and you <laughs> to benefit from to it. Benefit no, from it. so we have uh, to. The blame is not far from Shannon as well. No, it's not far from Shannon no. at all. Okay. Anyway, and Liam, look, he looks very well. Liam will be ninety-four shortly, according to the article. That's right. And um, he looks absolutely great. So it's 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 great, even though uh, it still keeps him awake. This yes. damn thing, you know. know. The, the, yeah. the well, our, our, our TDs here and in the county as well would, would, would have to be accountable as well for a certain amount of it. They would, going so back they, in that They time. should know, you know. Yeah. Okay, looking at roads, I suppose, and there's a need at some stage to, to slow down, and we might be talking about that later, where uh, calming measures are required maybe around Drewsborough, um, but there, Tom, there are calming measures in existence up in West Clare to yeah. stop people travelling too fast. <laughs> and not put there by the County Council. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about potholes, are we? We are. <laughs> yeah. Of course, There's a lovely picture of one there on page uh, 18. 18. Yeah, that looks like, a, looks like a small quarry, does it? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a crater anyway. It does, it does, it does, it does yeah. indeed. Yeah. Of course, wintertime you see it between West and any little bit of frost does play havoc with most roads unless you really have something up to motorway standard. You know. and, um, happened to be watching a little bit on A Channel there during the week. They were talking about resurfacing part of the runway. I think it might be in Heathrow. They were doing it at night. But uh, unless they put a layer of um, they were talking about gravel maybe at least a foot to a foot and a half of gravel under all the tarmac to absorb the water. Otherwise, uh, you know, with moisture getting into soil underneath, it tends to boil up and crack and mm. cause all that. Apart from the pot, look at all the cracks that are around there. That's, mm. That whole area yeah, just serious, needs to be... Yeah. Yeah. But, but a big problem, Tom, I think, on, on, on roads in the winter tunnels, but is, uh, there's no one out now uh, with the shovel yeah. cleaning uh, out the, the inlet. Yeah. Time the, was the, when there was a man with the county council and, and he, was, he was in charge of a mile of the road he was, and he, and he knew was, exactly where every little... He was letting the water off. He was, he was. But there's nobody really doing that now. There, uh, if we see all the inlets now in the, in the, in the winter time, they're all blocked with mud and, yeah. and leaves and dirt. I was over to the shovel and cleans along my own road yeah, along yeah, yeah, let the water yeah, yeah. clean it They don't yeah. come down to the bridge, but <laughs> I have seen the council do it up around to Ingrainy. Yeah, so. but, but if, if, if they're doing it, they're doing it with a machine. Well, I don't know how they're doing it, but... To be are, fair to them, I see, so, I see them sometimes. Are we incorporating commentary on, on uh, speed limits and that kind of thing? 
Well, yes, I mean, I suppose <coughs> East, in East Clare, in Drewsborough, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're looking at the idea of their complaints that uh, there's excessive speed on the area there near the community college. And there's excessive speed on the entrance to the primary school. I mean, it is shocking. That's in Scarif. In Scarif, yes. yeah. Coming down from the, from the, I better go far, go back up in case they take umbrage, you know. But uh, certainly uh, half a mile. And it's a narrow road, it's twisting, and then... What would you do, John? What's, what's the solution? Um, somebody suggest. I asked I ask that question of, of different people as well. And the common one, the, the best one I, I came across was um, the strips. A squad car. Three or four miles a week. If you can have a permanent, a permanent, you know, solution, solution yeah. rather than having a, a person dealing with it all constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said here, uh, today already, that the creation of island, narrowing the narrowing road. Narrowing the road. Yeah. To, to oblige cars to slow down yeah. so that their tyres and yeah. be affected, yeah. I would have thought that uh, speed ramps can be very, very effective. And I remember... But they're uh, the one, depend, depends uh, which kind of one you put in. Uh, somebody in Clare County Council years ago, and this is in connection with the school in Scarif, because for my sins, I'm still chairman of the board of management there, because we'd, we'd be worried about that, you know, the yeah. speed that cars are going past. Has the board of and management <laughs> taken any action? Ta- yes, at the time, <laughs> we went on to them and... It constantly, <coughs> we can't put speed ramps in there because somebody could uh, break a suspension and so it was, you know. Mm. But sure, they have speed ramps every, a lot of other places. They have they? some mighty ones. And yeah, there is, there's one coming before. into Scarif yeah. from the Tungraney side. Now, that's a gentle one, uh, but well, it does slow you down. There's, there's one, one on the approach to um, Daly's Cross. There is, between yes, O'Brien, yes. Between Montpellier and oh, yeah. Daly's Cross. Mm-hmm. I've and just travelled over it recently. I tell you. <laughs> How's your suspension? <laughs> it makes you slow down. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> does. Did, you, did, I could ask that. Did you hit, uh, Tom, did you hit it? That at speed? Yeah, no, yeah. no, because I did the first time. <laughs> yeah. Why that. Da, is there something against painting the actual, uh, we call it the island wall, this, they're narrowing at Daly's Cross, okay? The, 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 it's a concrete job, isn't it? Yeah, and concrete curbs and islands. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I suppose and motorists are, are very, they're very, <coughs> um, well, watching well, very carefully and well, yeah. very wary of yeah. the, concrete slabs on either side. But what about painting them? Oh, wet weather, paint and frost can't do. Can't yeah. do. Yeah. Is that right? The important thing is that motorists travelling in any of those roads, whether it's Dewsbury or outside the National School, should be so, so conscious of school children yeah. yes. what yeah. might happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, some okay. people don't think yeah. we'll go yeah. on. I don't know, Tommy, we're students of language in the, around this table. Um, so you'd want year. to watch your language, Tom? <laughs> well, I a little bit of Latin in my time. <laughs> now, David, even though history is his um, speciality, but he has been looking at uh, the papers in recent times. Words like imminent, mm. uh, crunch, mm. sort of happening very soon. Mm. But um, the, the, the lexicon has been added to it. Well, it, has, it has, Jim. Um, this, of course, refers to the long-running saga that is Shannon Heritage Sites Transfer. It's reported in the front of the, front of the pay, paper, actually. This is a new law now that they're blaming... President Biden for the stalling, that's another word, Biden visits stalls heritage transfer. But in the echo, wait for it, Jim, 
end in sight for Shannon Heritage Sites transfer. So we're we're moving along the lexicon very nicely. We certainly are. Um, yes. And there's been a multitude, wait for it, of false dawns. A nice, nice way of putting it as well. Yeah. And wait mm. for it again. White smoke is understood to be in the air. Is that, oh. all, uh, is that all in the one article? That's all in the one article by Parig McMahon. Parig is really searching his thesaurus. <laughs> I, think, I think we're stimulating Parig's juices uh, in terms of uh, what he writes. So we're looking forward to next week's edition and see what else he'll come up with. I thought we would reserve the white smoke for the Vatican. Did we? Yeah, yeah, well, but the, according to the front of the, the Clare Championship, the, the Biden business stars heritage transfer, that's because the the, there's no um, the, the the cabinet the cabinet are not meeting this week yeah. Yeah. I thought Pat I thought Pat the cabinet would usually meet on a Tuesday that we are, yeah. President Biden didn't come in to Belfast not even this jurisdiction until Tuesday night yeah well they probably had had they, to, had they to polish their shoes or they something were, they were probably busy travelling up to Belfast somewhere <laughs> what about the Easter <laughs> holidays isn't there yeah, <laughs> yeah the Easter holidays probably as well Michael, Michael McNamara uh, had to a comment on this very issue. He's saying that he gave his view to the Clare Echo on why the pace of the transfer was so slow. Quote, I think there's nobody at Cabinet seized of it. There's nobody at Cabinet hugely exercised by this. I think this is a large part of it. And as I've always said, there's there are too many agencies and departments involved. So it's not yeah. that the politician is... I'd say he's right, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's right in all that. There seems yeah. to be a lot of parcel passing yeah. over the last number of months. And, 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 and breathing a sigh of relief. That's Mickey mm. Joe's job now. Yes. Gone up. Mm. Okay, so but, it's a good... But, uh, could I ask John, I would agree with the, the number of bodies that are involved, um, but John, do you think every constituency in the country should have a cabinet minister? Is that what Deputy McNamara is suggesting? I am... I, I <coughs> preempt the, re the response to that, okay? I preempt the response by saying that um, there's a certain amount of truth and in, in the response that uh, every bit of politics ultimately is local. Is local. Yeah. Well, I would mm. accept that. Well, you, have three, you, have three, you have three ministers in one constituency in Cork. But that's the representatives of the people vote those people then. And, but it's up to the very to, to the Taoiseach, who's all, the Taunishta from Cork and, and, no, and the Taoiseach, to pick their cabinet. They're probably good ministers, but at the same time... Yeah. But Cork, in, of course, being a much bigger place and a more them. important place than Clare, would be Ooh. entitled <laughs> to have at least three ministers. We're showing our colours now. I feel sorry for, for Joe Biden because yesterday or during the week, Sammy Wilson of the DUP blamed him for the entire collapse of the Northern Ireland peace process. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and, and to make it worse now, he's responsible <laughs> for, for the collapse of Shannon Heritage. Listen, we're transfer. nearly uh, at the break. Uh, looking at um, Pat, you, I don't know, do you play golf, Pat? I don't, I don't, no, no, um, I don't play golf. Would you, would you like a game in the hinge, Pat? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll tr I'll treat him. <laughs> My God, John, you must have deep pockets. I'd, I'd, oh, I'd, why wouldn't you like to play I'd, in the I'd want to have a lot of big, big bag of balls. But, Jim, I think you're referring to, uh, and we must get John's opinion on this before mm. we go to the break, record two million <laughs> surplus for the Hinch Golf Club. Wow. Two, two million. That's a successful business, isn't it, John? It most certainly and is. And why would that be? Well, it's very easily explained, sir, you know. 
Um, yes. You want to play a game of golf on a good course, don't you? You go over to East Clare, and it's a very, very good course, and we'll give you a game of golf. In fact, I, I'd say I could nearly manage uh, 25 euro as the max. A round of golf, 18 holes. Oh, you can play it twice. If you <laughs> yes, yeah. it, you have it for the day. You have it for as long as, as, long as you're not holding up anybody else. But maybe it would be nice to go to Le Hinch where you get a view of the sea and, and play and there. By the time you'd have 265, is it? Yeah, 275. So 275 uh, era punts are not what you call them. Euro. Euros yes. to play. And you'll get off the course immediately. You... Get a, finish on the 18th green you don't stay all day they g- depend on the American market yes uh, it's a serious a serious uh, yeah. so you could play East Clare 10 times you could and, and didn't John as well I think there's a, in the queue in the way in the, a is. queue waiting to, to join yeah. and you see if you if you remember uh, they said John Doyle now and the lads Tim McG- McG- McGillicuddy they're members for decades okay and they joined at a particular stage. Mm. For small money, I suppose. Very or small, no very small money. Yeah. But very. John... So the answer to your question mm. is the the, green, the American green market. market. Yeah. And can the Americans not... Do they not want to come to the east side of the county? They, they're interested... What well, they do, but of course, marketing is... Yeah. And Lynch had the Irish Open, don't forget. Yes. Is and it that, or is it the, the fact that it's a Lynx course? Lynx yeah. is critical. Yes, ah, the American. So these Clare can never not really. compete We're with Parkland course. Yeah. John, what is a Lynx course? Lynx is sand based. Sand based. Sand on the on the on the seashore. Yeah. 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 And the Parkland is the indoor. But Ireland has more Lynx courses than anybody else, I think. It has. Yeah. 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 Okay. And um, what? Uh, now, as you mentioned, the Irish Open. I was at the Irish Open. It was an excellent. It was excellent. Like the 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 running of yeah. over the hinge that time. We had a correspondent at the Irish yeah. Open in yeah. the Hinch. Yeah. Brendan Foley. Oh, okay. He kept yeah. us updated over yeah, the yeah, yeah. I remember talking to Fred Wendt up there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pat, I think it's time for a bit of music. We had Michael Blue there with Save the Last Dance for Me. I think I could kiss it on the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Liz Stone, which? <laughs> I suppose Kilkishan Marquis would still be on at, the, at this stage uh, in so the week after Easter. Not to be on for a month, so yeah, to be on for three or four weeks, yeah. I know. Okay, <laughs> Michael Bublé saved the last dance for me. You're very welcome back. You're listening to Local Media This Week on Scarif Bay Community Radio and sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography. And uh, you've just been listening there, uh, thanks to Pat, for... Um, to Michael Bublé and Save the Last Dance for Me. Lovely track. Now you can dance Every dance with the guy Who gives you the eye Let him hold you tight No. Uh, I suppose we usually talk about um, East Clare matters in the second half of the show, but there is a piece today about, which is a bit unusual, I suppose, be a tourist in your own County Clare. And David, well, as yeah. a Corkman, David, you're a tourist here anyway. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. 
That's revenge, isn't it, from the last comment? <laughs> Tell us about it. What, what does it involve? Well, this is one of the best things um, that I've seen being promoted uh, in a very long time. I think um, I think Pat would probably like to hug the fluffy alpacas at the flying alpacas farm in West Clare. We might get Tom Hanley to go to uh, Wild's Irish Chocolates to make his own bar of chocolate. Lovely. And um, and I'm maybe barred for chocolate <coughs> in a minute. And, and maybe <laughs> you only have to make them; you don't have to eat them. <laughs> and uh, and maybe John could go off and watch the world's smartest sheepdogs in action at the ancient Cahirgonal Fort. These are all the types of things yeah. that are David, being promoted yeah. on Sunday for the twenty third. I was afraid you were going to suggest that somebody have a hoot with an owl. I was oh, leaving dear. that for Jim. Oh, I was leaving yeah. that for Jim. <laughs> But uh, you get the most important about thing about this promotion is, in some cases, free admission. In other cases, 50 or 40 percent <laughs> off the usual admission. And the important thing is there are vouchers for this. You have to go online if you want to. But this is this is for a single day now only the 23rd yeah. of April, Thanks Sunday, the yeah. 23rd of April. 50 percent off discounts and free admissions to Clare's top at attractions. Mm. There's the Loophead Lighthouse. There's Michael Cusick Centres. There's Moher Hill Open Farm. The OPW Ennis Friary, which is free. The, and the Taste of Taste the Atlantic, the salmon experience, which I have no idea what that is. But the most important thing is to go online uh, because some of them require pre-booking. Visit Clare.ie backslash wow, W-O-W. Um, some of them you do have to book some of them you don't have to book but that's what they're recommending on the newspapers but buy your get your copy of the Clare Echo or the or the Clare Champion and have a look at what you can do it's well I think we all should do it mm. yeah. yeah lovely that's well, great I, a couple of times a year we would aim during myself maybe just we'd go up to North Clare anyway you know go up to the Fenor flaggy shore and all that mm. and it's only maybe an hour an hour and a half drive away you know, but it's, it's nearly a different world, you know. Yeah. There's so much to be seen in this county. Yeah, we've all been at the Kilfenora. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Loophead Lighthouse is well yeah. worth the visit. Yeah. You, you mentioned the owl the there a moment ago. Yeah. For the first time in my life, in the week ago, gardens, nice I show. saw an owl. Yeah. Never saw an owl before. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I pulled outside really? my son's house and there was an owl, beautiful white owl, standing yeah. on a post looking mm. at me. Mm. No, he flew off in a few minutes. Yeah. But I'd never actually seen an owl before. But there is a bird... Well, this is nothing to do with County Clare. There's a Birdwatch Ireland. Have there a, is, yes, yes. Uh, have a fabulous thing on YouTube, on their YouTube channel. Yeah. If you look at live owl nest or something mm. like yes, that, yes. you will see a 24-hour a day, mm. uh, and you see an owl sitting on the eggs. Mm. And, waiting. and you never saw an owl before? Never actually saw an, an owl. An owl. I've seen them in captivity. An owl, an owl one. Mm. A big problem with the owls and, and maybe the of the name is the is um when they when they you know they they go for mice and rats and that and, 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 and if they're if they're um, if they're poison taking the rats yeah and that's why a lot of the, the kills the, owls. the rat poisons that we grew up with are now banned ben, from use yeah, yeah. Yeah. because especially owls eat. Uh, a significant amount of mice. You know. oh. yeah. Is yeah. it available That's even? Is it, uh, uh, it is, but not as readily available as it used to. And some of the the, the newer poisons are less... Uh, don't continue. Put it this way, if an owl eats a, um, a mouse that's been poisoned, you know, it yeah. doesn't mean to say that it's carrying on the poison to... Mm. Do, you remember, do you remember there was a, a, a period there, ten years ago, when uh, dogs 
Strychnine, you're thinking strychnine, of? Strychnine, yeah. Oh, that's gone more than 10 years. Is, that, is it? Yeah, that yeah. was, oh, indeed, I've, in my time in practice, I've met uh, dogs. I've saved a couple of dogs with it, you know. And really? It's, it's scary stuff, you scary. know, but it's... Tom, we were talking earlier about uh, traffic problems in Drewsborough, but um, there's also suggestions for, uh, to make Mount Shannon safer. Yes, yeah, my good mm-hmm. friend uh, Joe Griffin, has, he started a campaign on um, social media there in the last week or two looking for signatures to a petition, but I see Fiona McGarry has picked up on it, you know, and there's a photograph of Joe there with an English Carlton National School student, Harry Noon. And, you know, I would hate to see any of my family at the moment cycling from Scarif to Mount Shannon. Because it's, Im- not it's deadly. Deadly, it is, yeah. Uh, I know uh, John, my young fellow, when he was hurling with Whitegate, used to cycle down to, from our house down to Whitegate. Yeah. Train. That was safer. Safer. Yeah. Than this, but not safe. You couldn't, you know, I wouldn't cycle to Scarif myself, you know. So what's the answer to that? And we're talking about greenways and... Mm. Well, I think one one of the best things that ever happened uh, in my neck of the woods near Tomb Graney was a path along the road. For about a mile, uh, the path had had come as far as the GA pitch from Tomb Graney and it was extended further on. And that path is a safe path and people cycle and they walk constantly. It's the same... And the same path... Another path between Tomb Graney... And, and the long path between Tomb Graney and all the way to Killaloo, very safe. I think that's the solution, John. Yeah. Mm. If there is space for it, and that's the problem. No, that was volunteer but I would, work, wasn't it? It was. The Gunnalod to Killaloo section anyway yeah. was definitely... Um, yeah, they, did a lot of work on Saturday, they did a lot of work, fair play to them. And then the council got mm. in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sort of the council extended it out as far as... Mm. The and what kind of a surface is on the one out to your house? It's gravel. Gravel. gravel, but it's smooth and it's, it's smooth and it's off, it's off the road and it's off the road. So, and I would even advocate for compulsory purchase of ground along public roads to facilitate paths. Yes, mm. yes, and that's what Joe is saying—a special a designated yeah. Yeah. cycling yeah. path, lane, whatever it is. But if, 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 it just, if it just took a, most of the ditches uh, are twenty foot wide, if it just took away the ditch and put a, a, a fence along inside the, the ditch. You wouldn't take up anyone's ground and level, level uh, you know, level off the ground, the, the stair where the, where the ditch is, mm. and you'd have, you'd have plenty of place for a path or a, a, a cycle lane. And Pat, yeah. a neighbour of yours, uh, Councillor Joe Cooney, has a piece there, there's a piece about it in the Clare Champion, where he's looking at another part of Scarif between the, we'll say, the centre of the town and the church. Yeah, pedestrian safety concerns in Scarif, a bridge from pedestrians. And the outskirts of Scarlet could be a subject of funding application amid concerns over road safety. Uh, the matter was raised at a recent meeting of the Kilo Municipal District by Councillor Joe Coney, who sought a progress update. He asked if officials had any opportunity to inspect the pets in the town. A lot of good work has been done there, He's, uh, he, he, done there and there's still some to do around the GA grounds, he said. Fantastic work has been done by the GA Club on its entrance, which is simply beautiful. There are serious concerns here because the road and path are so narrow. A pedestrian bridge has been suggested and progress support will be welcome. I suppose the, that's the, the, the bridge here on the gate, James. Yes, it is. The, yeah, the it is. It's a long time, John S. Kelly and myself were, were on Scarif Community Council and we were looking for a pedestrian bridge inside the, the wall. wall. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. going back. Yeah, and it's probably, that's, that's probably well over 20 do, years. That's what they might do eventually, you know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
Det er ikke Tracer, det er op, det er ikke travel funding. There's a few sports stories uh, in the papers today. Uh, I suppose Clare beating Cork in the first round of the Munster Championship. Uh, despite John S. <laughs> sitting across the table from me, we'll have to give pride of place to that. And David sitting beside me. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, that's what I would say too, John. Yeah, that's what I would say too. Yeah. Anyway, sure, you have to give an old county a bit of a boost at the start of a championship, yeah. don't you? By putting the other crowd out. <laughs> anyway, but John S., I mean, we can't ignore Rathcommon. The Rossies were, were uh, rampant last they were. Sunday. They were. Yeah. yeah, I'm fiercely proud of it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and you've every right to be beating, yeah. beating Mayo. Lance, should we never guess that he's from Roscommon? Would we? No. You wouldn't. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or did he play for Roscommon? Yeah. <laughs> There's 99 matches in the in the senior football championship this year between all the rounds and robins and all the things that's going on. So that's a lot. whoever is going to win it is going to is going to earn the Sam Maguire. Pat, the the other the, in sport as well, following on from from football. Our handballers have, did very well last yeah, the, weekend. Um, yeah, the, um, the, um, the, the papers cover... Po, the Parvik has, the, has yes. a story there in the in the uh, in the echo, in the sports section, and Diarmuid um, Nash and um, Colin Cleegan, the the one that third that island double his title, and um, uh, has it covered fairly well there. So uh, I'm I'm very disappointed with the champion uh, sports department that uh, it doesn't worry about it on it. So. Maybe I don't know why. Why would you imagine if we're in sport and you're, you're and you win an Ireland title? Yeah, there should be there should be some coverage, and they should know about it, like without maybe the handball people contacting them. Yes. You know? Okay. I see that uh, Dearmouth was on TV during the week on, on TV three, Virgin Media. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think the if you didn't see it or people who didn't see it, uh, if they go to the Chimgrania Handball Club uh, yeah, Facebook yeah. page. Mm. They'll find a link there to it. Mm. But uh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I watched the match on stream and they didn't they didn't play well and they still won the first game and once once they had won the first game then the, the you know the, the it, was, it was crucial they were going to was going to win win it. You know? yeah. Okay. And and uh, and by the way they defeated two cockfellas in that as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that there was no need for that. Lucas, just, you know, just go easier yeah. <laughs> yeah. as long as we have three ministers in the cabinet I don't care <laughs> there might be no good at handball <laughs> John S., uh, there's a piece there on page 21 I know you, you were particularly interested yeah. in, it, in the Clare Echo that what the Clare GA are doing to help uh, some of their uh, their young players and supporters. We have a drug problem nationally. Correct? Yes. Serious. Clare GA are helping to tackle the drug use and gambling in the local communities. That's the heading of the article uh, by Holly Stewart. Stuart Holly. Stuart Holly, yeah. Okay. Could I read a, a, a small little Do piece of John, it for you? To illustrate what yes. you're talking about. Clare GAA's Health and Wellbeing Committee, it's in its infancy, having formed just one year ago, formed one year ago. However, with the help of Bushy Park Treatment Centre, the Gardaí and the Samaritans, they've begun a journey of informing clubs on how to deal with some of the most pressing issues present in the GAA and in the wider community. Now, 
There is no organization, as we were saying earlier, there is no organization in Ireland that is so comprehensively covering parish after parish than the GAA. It's a, a clarion call for the, that particular strength to be used. And it means realising that if we don't, we are the fourth in uh, use of cocaine, highest in the world. Now, that is a shocking mm. statistic, okay? Um, the fourth highest for cocaine and more or less the same for cannabis. Yes. So we also have a problem with regard to gambling. The si That's silent, if you like. Uh, People on, on their phones. On are, their phones. It's, and it, it's, nobody it, can see it. It leads to so many other factors mm. of so negative get, socialism, yeah. social life and what have you. So the article is very, very readable. It's a fine article. It's a revolutionary call. There's no reference in 1884 when the GA was founded that we'd be engaged in concern about this. Mm. So here we are. The GA are organising across the county. Clear again in the leadership, in the head of it. Um, there are four. Four um, clubs have agreed to organise uh, conferences or sharing of information, also to put put the clubs in in in, in touch. touch in touch to put the touch. How do they actually help? Mm. Okay, how is it done? Well, knowledge number one is the is the awakener, isn't it? Mm. Know exactly what the scene is. It is said. I don't know how true this is. But it is said in the media that every single parish in the country has cocaine problem. So well, there you are. It's available. It's available. I'm told. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's far to find it, which is, you know, when we were young lads, we were drinking a lot pint or a bottle yeah. of beer or something or smoking a few fags, but it's all changed. Mm -hmm. So, all Tom, changed. clubs that want to get involved in the Irish life Healthy Clubs project applications will open in autumn. For more information, visit https forward www. It's a big long, I'd say, it's, if it's they just nearly Google too much. it or... Yeah, Google yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Or get a copy of the paper. Get a copy of the paper so to read the article. There's a, a health and well-being um, um, podcast there as well, John. On a regular basis. Yeah. Which, uh, so, which is I mean, Pat, Pat O'Brien is involved in the GA in his local parish. Pat, do, is this noticeable or is this understood or is it acknowledged in the club and I, at I, county I, board level? I don't know. I don't have to discuss it. I never have to discuss it at a club meeting anyway. Yeah. Well, no. from talking to some, you know, there's a big emphasis on, the, let's say, players that are training that they go off the drink for when the championship is on. Yeah. But I think there's a way around it with some of them is that they're able to, they, they think they can take this cocaine as oh, for yeah. recreational mm. purposes. Yeah. And it's not going to have any adverse effects on their fitness or something yeah. like that. But that might be fine for half of the people, but for any of those that get addicted to cocaine, mm. it can yeah. have serious, serious problems yeah. for themselves. And their families, you know. Yeah. But it's, I think, I noticed what they noticed that they heed health, educate, 
enforcement and driving. You know, so we yeah. do need to drive home that message. Yeah. That cocaine is yeah. just simple. You know. Okay. Just on the bottom, Jim, the, the uh, episode two, the health and well-being in the GA. Um, the second episode of HSE Talking Health and Well-being podcast discusses health and well-being in the GA with Colin O'Regan. Uh, Colin is a GA community and health manager who shares the background and progress of how GA have been supporting their clubs to become healthy clubs and the ambition to have GA clubs support their communities by <coughs> being hubs for health and well-being. Keep up to date with the episodes by visiting the www.youtube.com HSE Healthcare and Wellbeing. So you can scan there, there's a scan there. QR code there that you can yeah. scan, yeah. 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 Anyway, it's, it's certainly, it's an article that everybody should read. Big change from our time. It is. Mm-hmm. Big change. It is. Anyway, we, but I just was thinking there, in my teaching days, we had someone out to talk to us, uh, talk to teachers, about, you know, how to, to deal with uh, drug issues and how to approach that in the classroom. But I remember she said, one thing she said which struck with me was, she said, in my day, uh, there were two drugs available. Uh, there was alcohol and there was tobacco. And she said, as kids, we try them both. Mm. Now, why should we think that there's a lot more than two drugs available nowadays? Mm. And why shouldn't we think that our children would try them? You know? Mm. Um, anyway, listen, we must go on because we've only a few minutes left. Um, I suppose back to Mount Shannon again. Uh, there's social homes being um, yeah, there is promoted even, in Mount yeah, Shannon. In page, um, page 6 there, of the Clare Champion. Um, social homes approved for Mount Shannon. Fiona McGarry has a story. Uh, approval has been given to 13 new social homes at Mount Shannon almost a year after the application was originally made to Clare County Council. Inish Housing Association has been granted permission subject to 20 conditions to build the accommodation on a site at three quarters of a hectare close to St. Cayman's Church of Ireland on Main Street. While planners queries about the potential archaeological sensitivity of the site were answered in the further information submission to the, to the development application unit, which is part of the Department of Housing, has advised that further mitigation measures be included in a planning condition. Um, according to council, um, requires the council, the housing association, to have uh, the archaeological archaeological carry out a full excavation before any site works begins so there's 13 houses there but to take a bit of time because they have to have a yeah. uh, archaeologist dig on it before they do any work well with my old school hat on i would say 13 new houses means more pupils and yeah. Yeah. more teachers and more teachers and you know a, a sort of a guarantee yeah. of yeah. continuation yeah. for the an school. extra job or two in the local shops Mm. And as yeah. I was in uh, practice, you know, and all those, all those, to be all those social <laughs> houses now they're costing uh, a quarter of a million. You know, they're, they're in very good. I see, I see houses being built now, uh, and they're in fab- they're fabulous houses. Yeah, the the work, social work, housing work is underway on the feet yeah. road in Scarif at the moment, and of course, Tulla has a lot of houses. They got 28 there recently, and there was more than St. Innocent and Milton Melbourne place they opened there before Minnesota was down there before Christmas opened. Okay. However, if we want to find these places, Tom, and we don't know where Mount Shannon is, uh, a lot of the road signs are, are so dirty that we, we'll be none the wiser as we drive along the road. Yeah, Tony O'Brien, I think, brought that up there recently, but I think he was talking about Rome. There was a killer loo of that here. Yeah, oh. the dirty road signs there. But <laughs> I'm sure look, they're no better up on the other I side of the not, no. Yeah, the, especially after the winter time, a lot of uh, moss and, um, you know, 
green stuff grows on these signs and it just needs a little bit of a scrub down with a, a brush and a bit of soapy water or something like that to clean them up and they're okay for the year then. Yeah. Well, according uh, to the council, senior executive engineer Derek Troy, he's saying that we, they had no money to clean them and that they concentrated on regional road signage and regulatory signage. To, be yes. able, to my mind, there's actually too much signs. There's too many signs. It's Dangerous, a, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's a distraction. Do you ever find yourself looking when you're driving? Oh, you have to, sure. That's what they're there for, isn't it? And when you see too many, I'll tell you, the worst place is, is, is um, Two Mile Gate down there where... where yeah. Yeah. There's just too many signs there altogether. What the fuck? 30 kilometers. Road signs, is it? Yeah, road signs. Oh. Speeding signs, parking signs, swimming signs, dog fouling signs, you name it. They've got every mm. sign imaginable mm. down there. But anyway, if they do put up the signs, they'd want to clean them up. Yeah. Um, I see a, a sign over uh, one of the signs, in the, one of our village signs were stolen in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably end up in an American pub. Probably, yeah. probably. You know, Pat, that's gone. what happens when you get too famous. It's gone anyway. Jim, as we, as, as, we, as we wind down now, yes. okay, there's a, an interesting article at the back of the Clare Echo on ways to enhance your well-being. And we haven't got time to read the six six. She gives six, he or she gives six illustrations. Normally we would be very interested in in enhancing our well-being. So, some of us don't have time to enhance it. <laughs> Page 28. Okay. Uh, okay. Of the clear echo. Well, I'm going to definitely, after the, after the cork bashing that I've got <laughs> after this program, I'll definitely be considering Your those. well-being needs yeah. You're yeah. a bit of a donor, are you? Yeah, yeah. I, was in, well, I was thinking of you the other last week, uh, David, because I was in Perry Square, yeah. and I was in Perry Square covering the launch uh, of a, in a, the museum, the, the Limerick Museum, yes. is it, in Perry People's Square? People's Museum, yeah. Covering the launch of uh, Michael Jurek's book, and it's called a deluge, The Deluge of Words. Mm. And um, I bought it and I have read through it. And it's absolutely fabulous. Lovely, lovely book of poetry. Um, that, you know, various themes, COVID being one of them, mm. but, but various themes that, um, that anybody can, can follow. Mm. It's a lovely book to buy or to buy and give a gift to someone. So I would certainly recommend it. Mm. Uh, a man with scarf roots, but... Long-time resident, or from uh, Bird Hill, Ballina, that yeah. area. And speaking of books, very quickly, there's a lovely picture there on the East Clare page of the Champion, page 11. Local woman Orla Horan takes shelter from the storm by choosing a book in Scarif Library. So it's just a lovely picture, surrounded by books. I'm a big fan of books, as you know. Um, but just to highlight again the importance of our local libraries, and if you want Mr. Jurek's book or any other book, it will be the library that will get it for you. Okay. Listen, that's all we have for today, folks. Our time has uh, expired. Um, many thanks to everybody for coming in. To John S. Oh, you're welcome, Jim. And Pat. Thanks, Jim. And Tom making a guest appearance. Uh, thank you, Jim. <laughs> and David, despite the battering. I don't know whether I'll be back again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, can we go to you, Pat, for uh, oh, yeah, we'll a look. closing track today? Uh, Engelbert Humperdinck please release me let me go that's for David <laughs> <laughs> not the banks of my own little Billy then no. no okay so Engelbert Humperdinck and uh, please release me and it's it's not the uh, 
Bun Ratty and all the various heritage sites to the care champions we're talking about. But, uh, anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you again, please God, next Sunday. So for now, from us here on Local Media This Week, goodbye and God bless. Anymore